Hello, this is Tim Rausenberger with BrassTenor.com. Today is Saturday, December 9th, 2017. This is episode 171. Essential items for cross-country or long road trips. Over the course of the past three years, in my Toyota Prius, I have amassed over 100,000 miles. A fair amount of that has been just daily commuting, but a lot of that mileage is due to long road trips. Specifically, my two big ones, which were in 2015 and 2016, where I traveled over 15,000 miles combined. There were a lot of things I learned along the way, which allowed me to pack more efficiently and more effectively for the second road trip and upon further reflection, when I hope to be doing my next big trip across the country, the plan is to try to take all of the things I had in my car from either of the first two trips and reduce it nearly by half. And I think I'm going to be able to do that. Anytime that you are taking these types of trips, you need to take stock of what you're using and what you're not. I think that's one of the biggest problems that people make. I know my pack rat type of mentality where I feel like I have to have literally everything with me at all times. I know that I'm guilty of this. I mean, putting things in your car that you haven't touched in six months, period, that's kind of ridiculous. And there's nothing worse than larger items taking up significant amount of space in your space in your vehicle and you don't even touch them. Worse yet, really important items that you're kicking yourself for not buying in advance. And when I mean by buying in advance, I'm also talking about pricing efficiently. Because there are too many people who forget things, and then they're out on the road, and now you're dropping money that is really wasteful. The pack of batteries that may have cost you wherever on sale for a certain amount, you're now paying double, triple, quadruple the costs at stores all over the country. So, without further ado, let's just get into all these different types of items. I actually want to start with uh, food and beverage. Now, having non-perishable foods in your car is really important. You need to have something in your car at all times that you can just munch on or just something available in case you just are in a situation where you can't find a place to eat. 
I had that happen several times on my long road trips where I'm on the road for five hours without seeing a place to eat or finding a place to even find gas. That did happen. So you need to plan accordingly, especially if you're going to be doing traveling late at night when in a lot of parts of the country, places are just not open. So having non-perishable foods, canned goods, and with your canned goods, you need to make sure that you have a handheld can opener. And people forget these types of things. As far as beverages are concerned, it goes without saying. You need to have water in your car. You need to have a decent amount of water in your car. And as you consume, stop off. Go to places that where you know you're going to be able to find, whether it's the food or the water, and buy things as you go along. I don't see any need, I made this mistake my first two years, to be packing your car to the gills with food, especially perishable food. But what I do suggest is getting a sizable cooler, something that you can just take a seven to 10 pound bag of ice, throw it in there, and you still got a lot of room to put things. You're going to have to budget, uh, and it's not much money, but budget money for ice every single day. You know, just the $2. Just, you, know, you get your ice at the start of the day just to keep things cold. Particularly in the summer months when I was in parts of the country where it was consistently over 100 degrees and sometimes uh, nearly 115. With that cooler, I would also, that's a great place where the blanket should go. Any blankets that you brought with you, uh, with you uh, on that trip, blankets or towels, throw them over the cooler. It's gonna add just a little, an extra layer of insulation because hot is hot. And the cooler will still do a great job in those blazing hot temperatures, but there's nothing that's gonna hurt about insulating a little bit. So you can actually save a little bit of space by throwing that on top of the cooler. For the drivers of the vehicles, I worry about you the most because you can't just recline when you're driving or get your body into different types of positions. One of the things I strongly recommend is something that will give you extra type of lumbar support. We have that, of course, in a lot of cars built into a lot of the seats. Sometimes that does just fine. But one of the things that I have used for, I can't even tell you how many years, because I've always had a very uh, a lousy lower back, is uh, a the, the, the item that I've used has been called the back hugger. And hugger is spelled H-U-G-G-A-R. There's two different models. One is a thick and one's a thin. I use the thick one at home when I'm sitting in my office chair. I can't begin to tell you the support that it lends, and the thing lasts forever. The only way that the thing gets messed up is if you're sitting, you're not sitting straight in front of it, and then your body, 
it puts more weight uh, off center. But I have the thin one in my car, and, and the Prius that I have already has a really good lumbar support. But the reinforcement I get from that in my back is so vital to long-term driving. Really, really critical. Along the lines of your body, you need to allow time to, to stretch. You've got to stretch your body out. I can't stress that enough. Anytime we do a lot of driving, or just driving in general, you're putting your body in a very unnatural position. Just the, the way that your knees are at all times, your whether it's one hand or two hands on the steering wheel, you have your arms up the entire time and you get sore. One of the things I finally broke down and did, and this can be a little challenging because of having to plan in advance, but if you know that you're gonna be in a city in particular, I would spend the money and get a massage. Somewhere along the way, I would I would definitely get a massage because your joints they just they just get your your whole body your muscles your joints they get so incredibly sore and and you'll be you can sometimes be in a lot of pain you don't want to be in a situation where you just keep on you know taking uh, a leave or other types of pain remedies for the entire trip that's not good. So I would definitely figure out different types of stretching exercises you're going to do. Uh, take breaks more often than not. You are always going to get more mileage out of your body and your brain by simply getting out of the car for a few minutes and just stretching and getting some fresh air and even just doing that for five or ten minutes, it's much better than trying to gut it out. I, I I don't know why people feel this need that they must drive for six straight hours, and and their their bladder's about to explode, and they they start to feel awful. You you the stress builds up. It's really unnatural. It's very very unhealthy. So definitely do that now this next one I don't care how silly it sounds or ridiculous or whatever uh, I carry this with me because quite bluntly I've had this situation happen before where I might be driving along and I certainly do not want to be getting a ticket for uh, relieving myself, let's just say that, on the side of the road. Uh, what I've done, as a male anyway, is I carry one of those portable uh, urinal containers that, that they, they often use in hospitals. They're inexpensive and they're a lifesaver. Uh, I can think of a moment I had where I got stuck in a hailstorm, and I mean, I'm talking about hail that you were in, you were going to be in, in 
a lot of pain if you went outside. I was in the middle of nowhere with nowhere to go, and I had to go to the bathroom. And to go outside, I did not want to be pelted, uh, plus have to risk, again, potentially getting a ticket from law enforcement for needing to relieve myself. So for all the guys out there, I recommend that it's worth making the 2 or $3 investment and just having it handy just in case you need it. Other items for your car which are going to be invaluable. For your cigarette adapter, the, the uh, electrical adapter, I don't even know if they still call it a cigarette adapter these days, but that has been used for charging phones and other types of electronic devices. And they have the one that plugs in and then it's got the spiral or the squiggly coil wire that comes out. What I have, and I have it in my Prius because I have one of those cigarette lighter jacks in the front and the back of my car, I have two outlet strips that plug into those. And you have to be careful with these because you don't want to overload your battery. The beautiful thing about hybrid cars is because of the the hybrid battery, you don't have as much to worry about in terms of uh, taxing the car. But my goodness, my outlet strips are everything. They mean everything to me and they're so important. Uh, you can run a an outlet off of the off of the the the, the strip but excuse me an outlet strip off of that strip but you have to be careful you don't want a situation where you're putting one on top of another top of another top of another next thing you know it you have one energy source and you have 27 things plugged in that's that's dangerous uh, you don't want that situation but in terms of your electronics, uh, you definitely want to do to to get those uh, to be able to plug in all of your different devices. What people do not understand and people do not realize is that almost all of the adapters you're going to just plug in without one of those outlet strips. Almost all of them are not high-speed, high-powered. They don't have the same current as an AC current, which is your power, your electric. It just doesn't have the same current. A DC current, which is coming uh, straight from... Excuse me, I, 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 I misspoke. Not a DC current, but the current that you're going to be having, because DC would be batteries, uh, the, the current that you're getting from just simply plugging in one of those adapters directly into the cigarette lighter you're just not going to be able to get much juice that you need on your phone so being able to plug in the oem the the, the manufacturer the original adapter into the outlet strip is invaluable now you can plug in your laptop now you can get a high speed charger for your phones plugged in at all times so important and you can find many ones that are high quality on the internet, ranging anywhere from thirty to sixty dollars. You can't make a better investment. You you just simply cannot. And I see people 
again, having to overspend because they think of this as they're already on the road. First, you got to find a place that has one, and they're not easy to find. But if you get them off the internet in advance, you're in great shape. Make sure you have backups of your adapters. Cell phone chargers die. They just do. After a while, they're going to go bad. You don't want to be going to the Apple store or to a Best Buy or to a Walmart and having to drop ridiculous amounts of money on powerful chargers, the ones that are the good ones, not the garbage ones that are going to uh, just crap out on you right away. You don't want that. So I would recommend you're going to be on this long trip Make the investment. At some point, these things are going to go anyway. So just buy them in advance. Don't be in a situation. People lose so much money on these road trips because they're having to buy, buy, buy things. Plus, let's be honest. You went on a road trip. The whole purpose was to get away from everything and to be able to enjoy, hopefully, the environment or wherever it is you want, the sights and sounds and everything. You don't want to be spending your time on your trip in retail stores. That's the, the retail stores where you could have purchased things in advance. That's really uh, not a good idea and just bad planning in general. Uh, mounts on your dashboard. Now, one of the things that I didn't have and I so wish I would have had for my first two trips were strong mounts on the dashboard to hold devices. <laughs> So here's what I have. Uh, what I what I had on those trips, I did have mounts, but the mounts that I used, I had used a Joby, uh, J-O-B-Y tripod, which is one of the flexible ones. So it's flexible tripods that you can put in all different types of positions. Um, the what I did with that, I mean, you can use that. That's those work fine. But what you usually have to do is the three ends what i did was i used duct tape and i just made three little things where you can duct tape it. and the reason i used duct tape was because the duct tape would be able to easily come off and i could wipe off the residue you start using things like mounting tape mounting tape can be a little bit tougher to get off so and i was particular about my prius not getting scarred by uh by residue markings what I do have now, and they are tremendous, I have, uh, the, the company that I originally saw was Wizgear, W-I-Z-G-E-A-R, and Wizgear, as well as other types of companies that are knockoffs, and they work fine too, uh, they make this suction cup that it, what's brilliant about the suction cup is it's not just a suction cup, it also has a gel a very, very powerful gel that sticks to any dashboard surface. I strongly recommend it. It has never, ever fallen off my dashboard. And I've hit some bad bumps in my car. I have gotten into, uh, I, I, I blew out a few tires on my car over the last three years. And even with those types of situations, they've never fallen off me stopping short nothing they uh they are super powerful but what they have on the end is there's a magnet on the end and the magnet is really really powerful and they give you discs they give you several discs inside you can buy the discs separately and then just simply tape the disc to 
the back of your electro electronic device. So what I have when I'm driving at all times is I have my cell phone, which is, it's just right there in front of me. And I have next to it, I have a, in this case, it's an, it's an older, uh, what I have, I have a, a, Kod a Kodak ZI-8 uh, portable uh, video recorder. And that's all it does. It does nothing but video. It's wonderful, though. The, the, my Kodak is great. And uh, because all it does is video, now I'm not dealing with... The problems with your phones, you know, you're recording video, and most phones are fine with this, but, you know, you're just sucking the battery dry on your phone, plus your phone is doing about, you know, 67,000 different things besides recording video, and when you need to get to your phone in a pinch and you're recording, uh, it's not a good idea. Why record? Well, uh, you, you don't want to be having to hold up the phone. I, I personally enjoy just taking pictures of me on the road. I mean, just amazing, incredible sights that would pop out of nowhere. And there you've got this fantastic image that you're you're going to want to, you know, have forever. Um, so those have been super powerful. They don't bounce or anything. That's what's great about these particular mounts. They also make them, this company and others, make them where you can clip them onto the vents of your car. Uh, I'm not as big a fan of those, and the reason why is because between the contraption and now your your phone or whatever recording device you're using, those vents th that flip up and down or side to side, uh, they can eventually get... Uh, it, it can be very taxing on those. Those are very thin uh, items there, and your, your phone is going to weigh those down. I, I don't recommend those, uh, but if it's worked for you, then, then go for it. Going back to the outlet strips, I found something which is ingenious, but a lot of people don't use them. And this is something hopefully you can use with uh, outlet strips that are uh, the power strips that, that are, you could use in your office or anywhere at home. So when you plug in the outlet, the, the, the power strip, the problem that we always have is that oversized adapter, the one that's really big, and it's taking up the space of two or three of the outlets, which is extremely annoying. Uh, what I found uh, was that the I found these on the internet. They make these uh, extenders that are only about a foot long each. They're awesome. Because what you can do now is you can you can plug them in, and now the uh, the extender it's it's basically an extension cord that's only about a foot long. You, they may even make them even shorter. You really only need one that's going to be about six inches long. But I think they usually make them about a foot, and you can buy them in bulk. Buy them like a five pack or a six pack. They're only like oh I think no more than about ten dollars for about a six pack of them, and they're terrific. Because now you can plug anything in and not have to worry about the space being taken up by some of these strange adapters uh, we have out there. You'll want to have a windshield washer fluid with you. Uh, it's inevitable. You're going to need it. And you don't want to be in a situation, again, where you're having to overpay for it or get it from uh, a place 
uh, or, or go to a place and you can't you can't find it anywhere. Uh, you don't want to be in that situation. So uh, water, of course, as we know, is really not a sufficient replacement. You need to have the windshield washer fluid. Uh, pretty important. <clears throat> I would carry some type of cleaning products in your car. God forbid somebody gets sick in your car. Uh, having different types of whatever types of um, uh, cleaning uh, items necessary. Uh, one thing that I that I tend to carry with me, I, I like to carry uh, like washcloths, uh, the types of cloths you could use uh, to wipe down different parts of your car. Uh, you could certainly get antibacterial materials. Uh, those are the, those are always a, a big help. I have also a portable vacuum in my car. Uh, that's been very, very helpful as well. Black & Decker makes probably the best rechargeable vacuum out there. It recharges quickly. Uh, I don't think you can use a cigarette lighter charger. I don't think it has one of those. I could be wrong. Uh, the one that I've been using just plugs in. But it charges pretty quick and it's powerful it's bagless too which is really really nice so you're not having to buy bags for the thing and find them in you know bizarre places all over the world and you don't have to worry about that so uh, like i said the black and decker one i think goes for about 40 or 50 dollars great investment uh long term uh other items that will come in very very handy uh Make sure you have tissues, make sure you have wipes, make sure you have anything that you're going to need to prepare food, the items that you're going to need to prepare food. Uh, if you're going to be going camping, it's pretty obvious. I would personally recommend just carrying a tent in your car anyway. I don't think there's any harm with that if you're a person who is okay with sleeping outdoors. Uh, I think just having a tent is is uh, is a, a good idea um, just to be on the safe side. We talked about blankets earlier. You can never have enough blankets. Uh, I was on my road trip, and the highest temperature I hit on my any of my road trips was 116. And one morning, right in the middle of summer, I was in Montana, and I woke up, and it was in the low 30s. It was ridiculous. It was so cold outside. Um, never forget, you can take off layers. Um, so have your 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 extra items uh, that you're going to need, uh, whether it comes to footwear, uh, whether it comes to clothing. Clothing is another consideration. You need to figure out a place that you're going to be able to do laundry. So you've got a plan for that. And again, that's a city type of thing. Uh, what I would do is, part of my trip, I'd stayed in a, uh, I had rented a, it was almost like an apartment uh, type of thing, instead of a hotel room, it's like an extended stay uh, type place, where on the grounds they had washing machines and dryers, invaluable. Uh, you don't want to be having to pack six weeks worth of clothes, that's just crazy. So to be able to wash your clothes at least one time throughout the trip, trip, it's going to save a lot of space in your car. Uh, clothes take up a lot of space. So uh, that's, that's pretty key. This should go without saying, find a good mechanic 
And before you go on your trip, have the mechanic literally scope everything in your car. You don't want to be in a situation where you're having to deal with this on the trip. My goodness, what a waste of time. And costly, very, very costly. Could be some of your worst costs if you have to be buying new tires, getting a wheel alignment, uh, Whatever else needs to be done under the hood, I am not a mechanic, nor do I try to act like one, um, but definitely find someone that you know, that you trust, who is going to be able to go front to back. I mean, I would even be proactive enough to say that if your lights have never gone in your car, your headlights or your rear light lights, I'd change them. Just do it. They're going to go at some point anyway. You're going to have to spend the money. Why not do it before the big trip? Especially in my situation, I've had my car for over 100,000 miles. It's something I'm going to have done before I go on my trip. I don't care if they're still working right now. I know they're going to say to me, well, you know, they're working fine. Why are you doing this? I'll tell you why I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it because with my luck, I'm going to be 500 miles in my trip. It's going to be 10 o'clock at night, and I have the bediddle thing going, where one of my, my front headlights is out, and then I get pulled over, and then I get a ticket because I'm from out of state, and we know how, how law enforcement sometimes can be with people from out of state, so that's pretty important. Speaking of uh, law enforcement in terms of being out of state, make sure you have something on uh, something available at all times that's going to be able to tell you the speed limit of the area you're going through. Uh, the few times I've gotten tickets in my life uh, have generally been speed trap situations. And uh, the one, the, the worst is when you're driving in an area where it's a local area and you're going on that highway 50, 60, whatever it is, and then all of a sudden, bam, with almost no notice whatsoever because you're a little more concerned with watching for animals which could jump out late at night or whatever, or the other cars around you, and the speed limit just drops to 30. And I dollars to donuts, it's going to happen. There's going to be someone waiting there for you with a radar gun. You don't need that situation. You don't need that that type of aggravation in your life. So, uh, you know, you, the, the passenger might be sleeping. I, I would uh, I would have, if you have a passenger in your car, uh, I would have something that's going to be able to alert you. Uh, they, they have those types of apps available on your phone, uh, but just knowing the speed limit of wherever it is that you're driving, that's important. Take a look ahead in terms of car regulation type things wherever you're going to be driving. Uh, as an example, I saw somebody from out of state who was driving in New Jersey and they had Christmas lights, or I should say holiday lights, whatever, uh, um, in the rear view mirror of their car. Those are illegal in New Jersey. You can't have that. You cannot have any type of lighting around your car because they it, they claim it causes you know, distracted, dri distracted driving. I know this because I like to decorate around the holidays. Um, so 
make sure to check that stuff out. Again, you do not want to be getting a ticket for something silly like that. Uh, this brings me next to rest areas. Now, rest areas are very different in every state. And I would absolutely check the states that you're going, where you're going to be to find out their policies with rest areas. Some of them are heavily monitored because they don't want people there for extended periods of time. Other rest areas, they don't care. You could, you could be there for 48 hours and they, don't, they couldn't care less. Every single rest area and every state is completely different. Be careful with that stuff. Uh, again, coming back to the cameras in your car, I gotta, be, I gotta be honest, to be safe rather than sorry, I would probably record uh, all of the activities while you're sleeping. I would have uh, the, the recorders on. I think that that's uh, something that can only help you. Won't be a bad thing whatsoever. Uh, the only flip side of that, of course, is your car would have to be running. And you have to be careful in terms of emissions and what you'd have to deal with. With a hybrid, you don't have to deal with the emission problem as much because uh, it's running primarily on battery, which is, is nice. Uh, one other item that I found to be so powerful, especially if you need to get some sleep and it's the, during the daytime and you're going to take a nap inside your car, you may want to, to invest in getting things to block the sun on your windows and absolutely get a good uh, windshield uh, – uh, I'm forgetting the, the word for it um, – to, to be able to get something to be able to, to, to block your windshield. I can't believe I can't remember the, the name of it. Uh, but putting that type of shield uh, on your windshield, on the inside of your car, of course, uh, that is so critical, not just with blocking the light, but it's really important for keeping your car cool or warm. Uh more on the cool side, of course. What the these uh, winch, excuse me, windshield visor. There it is. What the windshield visors can do, the, the ones that cost a little more money, is they have special uh, uh, items, materials inside of the visor that will help to keep everything cool on the inside. Uh, I had that every single day in the. the uh, Western United States when I was like in Utah and I was in Nevada and Arizona when it's well over 100 degrees and I would step out of my car, I'd be out taking pictures for a little while, you know, you're outside for about an hour, throw that visor on there and it's going to keep your your car cool. It'll, you know, I, I can't stress enough how important that thing is. Plus it, it you can get it completely folded down. It's not going to take too much room. Uh, invest in a nice tripod. Get a quality tripod or two uh, to have with you if you want to take any type of still photography, uh, still videos. Uh, uh, that's something that you should have 
Uh, I personally feel at the ready at all times. My tripod is one of those things that's not buried at all in my car. It's it's one of the closest things to me, so I can take it out and be able to set it up if I, I see some type of magnificent view of nature, whether it's wildlife or the landscape. Uh, again, you may never have this opportunity again to be able to capture some of that uh, on video, um, that's a, that's a moment and, uh, that's, that's a nice thing to have. I going along with that, we talked about the cell phone, which again, cell phones do take wonderful, uh, pictures and take wonderful videos. I personally feel that it's a good idea to, uh, invest in a camera, invest in a video uh, camcorder type of thing. Uh, if you have a, 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 a cell phone that you don't use anymore, but it does those things well, use it exclusively for that. Just things that are not requiring your connection. Now, what do you do after you have taken all of this video and all of these pictures? And I can tell you right now, you're going to take a lot. Over the course of my two trips, I took well over 25,000 photos and videos and trying to keep them straight. You do not want to have to be doing that when you get home. You've got to do it at the moment when it occurs. So what I did was I had my laptop with me and that laptop, I would create a folder in the laptop and I would take the SD card out of uh, the device if you want to do things wirelessly, that's fine. I don't personally recommend it because it's going to really, not only is it going to drain your battery of your phone, but it's also going to uh, drain your data. And if you're in an area where the data is lousy, that's not going to be good. If you need to create a mobile hotspot situation, you need to be super careful because transmitting videos and pictures, especially video, uh, some of them are just so large. Don't feel like you always have to record video at 1080. Uh, it's just, it, it's wonderful to be able to get it at such a high resolution. It just takes up so much space though. The same thing with pictures. You can get some wonderful, wonderful pictures and video without having to have the absolute highest settings. Mess around with them. See what you're able to come up with. I think that's going to, I'm just in my car right now. I'm actually looking around to see if there's anything that I forgot about. Uh, I would have a poncho uh, available. Uh, you, you may or may not have to deal with the rain. I only had three rain events in the two three total rain events I had in the two road trips that I had, but those three were awful. They were really, really bad, really bad rain, and the poncho saved me. Uh, that's something you can just kind of throw onto the side. Um, I would probably carry something uh, like a mace that you can secure because you just never know if you're going to be in a seedy, shady area. And I would just have it available for protection. So I don't think there's anything that's, that's bad about that. Flashlights. 
definitely have flashlights available with fresh batteries. Uh, flashlights are going to be needed constantly for all different types of things. So I would certainly have those uh, available. And um, I think that the other thing that I will leave you with which you want to just kind of kind of keep in mind that doesn't necessarily have to do with the travel component. I would absolutely make sure that you've done everything in terms of seeing doctors and taking care of any of your health needs prior to leaving for your trip. Uh, what I do, did was about a month before my trip, I took care of all of that. And I know that doesn't have to do with driving, but I would even talk with your primary doctor where you could say, I'm going to be going on this trip. Do you have any suggestions? I'm sure they're going to come up with some ideas that I haven't thought of. And they're going to, they're going to know you and what you should keep in mind uh, for the trip and what should you should be keeping on hand. I hope this information is helpful. Again, it, this is not everything. It's not even close, but... I think that it should uh, be able to give you some direction for planning uh, for any type of long road trip uh, because I find that I well I found that on my two trips the two biggest things that should not happen you should not be wasting time and you should not be wasting money. And if you plan properly, you're not going to waste time. And if you plan properly, you're also not going to waste money. Things are going to happen. But one of those things that should not be happening is a situation where you didn't buy water for whatever reason. And now you're having to drop $3 for a liter of water somewhere, which is just absurd. Or... <clears throat> Like I was talking about some of these electrical things where you're having to stop off at some place that has them completely overpriced and you and you, ha you have to get whatever you need. Um, so those are my tips for a long road trip, a cross-country road trip. I hope they're helpful. Uh, please feel free to share this information with others. It's always the greatest compliment for all of us in podcast land is to share, share, share with everyone. And I appreciate you listening. And if you have any more suggestions, feel free to contact me, brasstenor.com.